Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Yeah, I'm not a hat guy. I just, uh, you know, I just don't have a great head for, for a hat. I, as many hats as I have, there's always this empty space right here. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. You have one of the worst heads of all time. <laughs> I mean, your head is so misshaped that it looks like it's been run over twice. You know, <laughs> you know, um, I did have an older brother. I don't know if you knew this or not as a, as a child. And I'm sure he, he smashed my head a couple of times when mom and dad wasn't looking, but I, I did, I was the guy that liked a lot of headers in soccer, like corner kicks, goal kicks, always going up and winning those 50, 50 balls as they call them in soccer. And uh, probably have a lot of undiagnosed concussions. It was a true problem. Yeah. What? I, I blacked out right there. <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of here. Check out the hats in the background right here. We got a lot going on tonight. We got the Subway series going down. Tonight. I was about to say, I wasn't sure if you knew what uh, you were getting into. Get the hell out of here, man. Of course, it's the Subway series, bro. The Yanks are tanking. The Mets are on a roll. Just took three out of four from the Phils. I don't know who's on the hill. Who's on the hill tonight? Who's on I the don't hill? know. As DeGrom, I think they might have been starting DeGrom. He sat the entire weekend, which is, you know, not like DeGrom. He's usually the go-to guy on, like, Saturdays. So, you know. The Phillies games were fun to watch. Did you see the Mets-Phils game yesterday? Stop it. Stop it. I see all the games. I got the MLB network. I watch them all. I There was a really interesting – yeah, we got Scherzer on the hill tonight against Germain. Um, this is a wrap, not a problem. Nine and two Scherzer, 2.15 ERA going against Jermaine. Um, and then in the second, in the second game tomorrow night on Tuesday, the Mets, the Mets and the Yankees, uh, it's, uh, it's Walker, some guy named Walker, 10 and three. So, uh, yeah, things are looking pretty good at pitching wise for the Mets. Bats are hot. I'm going for a Mets sweep on this one, just because the, the Yankees are in such disarray. I think it's only a two-game series. Yeah, two two games. To... And then they're going to go to City Field, I think, in a couple of weeks and play there. As they should. Yeah, it's going to be a two two uh, two games at Yankee Stadium, two games at City Field. A twofer, as they like to say on the queue. The what now? A twofer, as they like to say on the queue. No, I heard you. I just have no clue what you're talking about, and our listeners have absolutely no idea. Two for Tuesday. They play two songs from the same artist back to back. Oh, okay. That's nice. Just in case you missed the first one, they 
they replay it again? Mm -hmm. No, not the same song. They play a um, same one from the same musician. Oh, nice. Very cool. That's a nice thing. That is a nice thing. Love the cue. Who doesn't love the cue? If you don't love the cue, get the hell out of New York City. That's true. Yeah, lots of good. There he is. There he is, baby. What up? Is that the legend? I don't know about legend. I can't. I can't. We can't see you, man. Oh, where's my video at? There we go. Hey, what's up, dude? Chilling. Chilling. Nothing at all. Anthony, I love the legit setup, man. What is that off to your right shoulder? What is that? Uh, that contraption. Yeah. Uh, I play kid games at a very high rate, a very high rate of frames per second. <laughs> I die very fast, basically. <laughs> kids these days are nasty. Yeah. No, demons. So, so Little what, demons. What what video games do you play? Because you said you built that. Yeah. Um, Call of Duty, mostly PGA. Um, pretty much. You hear yeah, about that new to... PGA coming out, the 2K yep. one? Uh, I a buddy of mine uh, and myself already pre-ordered it. We're ready to go. Did you get the Tiger Woods edition? Yep. Bro, go, go, are you uh, serious? Yeah. Rob, I don't know if you've read about this or not, but it's, it's going to be going to be good. Tell Rob everything that it comes with because it's legit. I don't even know, honestly. You get uh, a you get a Tiger Woods Masters um, Sunday outfit. Hold on, that might not have been the one I ordered. Rick, There's... you're making this guy feel bad over here now. Now, he, now he knows. Now he knows what to get. By the way, phenomenal lettuce that Anthony's rocking. I mean, just look at that. Look at that hair. Just that's Dude, good stuff. I don't know if you remember that first time we met, but I didn't have any of this on the side. Oh, shoot. Oh, you didn't? Wait, but no, no, no. What, what, what? The, the gray. Oh, the gray. Oh, yeah, the yeah. salt and pepper. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't even pepper. see any of uh, that. Yeah, I didn't know what you were talking about. I was just I thought like, it was yeah, a shadow. Yeah. Uh, I wish it was. Yeah, <laughs> that's kids. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll be right there. I got a nine-month-old, so yeah. So I got a four-year-old girl that's 100% full-time all the time, and a seven-month-old boy. So, oh, Anthony, I have a younger brother, so I'm right there with you. And Rick, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and Anthony, you've never met Rick before, so you're no, I haven't. Meet my brother, so huh? I uh, watched some of the Rick, uh, the TikToks. Anthony. Yeah, well, Rick, nice listen. to meet you. A pleasure to meet you. I'm so sorry for my brother. It sounds like he sat in your seats at one point and you didn't kick his ass. So I don't know why you didn't take him up on that opportunity, but that would have been prime time. Yeah, that was a, that was a fun night. Uh, <laughs> that, that was a good night. That was a good night. Just me and my, uh, uh, two, two of my friends canceled last second. Uh, they actually went to a master's practice round. So they ditched me, of course, because that was going on during the same time of the master's week. Hold on, hold on, time out. Let me just let me just set the tone here because we'll, we're just gonna let this run. We're yeah, yeah, this go. Podcast run and all that, but I just got to give the the listeners some idea right now. We're rolling, so um, this is uh, this is the craziest. Like the internet always wins. That's how I'm starting this right now because what happened was Rick. Um, I went to the Masters. I was going to the Masters, but on whatever day it was, whether it was like Tuesday, Wednesday, I forget what day it was, Anthony, but. Me and my buddy decide to go to a Hawks game. And at this point, it's 2017. And Rick and I have pulled our shenanigans of buying nosebleed tickets and just 
to every sporting event. We'll buy nosebleed tickets and then just, you know, musical chairs down, upgrade our seats, make friends, all this stuff, uh, wear, wear lanyards, dress the part and, uh, you know, just be nice, to, genuinely nice to people and good things happen. And uh, this, uh, you know, so, so, so basically uh, I'll tell it from my story and then I'll have you share Anthony, but my buddy, my buddy and I are sitting behind the basketball uh, hoop and we didn't have bad seats. We were probably like, like 40 rows back. And we were just looking at the baseline the whole time, like a first quarter went by and uh, me and my buddy are just like, those two seats haven't been sitting the whole time. And it was two guys, it was two guys. And then there was two seats and then there were two good looking girls and, you know, happily, you know, dating someone at the time, now my wife. So, uh, you know, I, I was mainly doing it for my friend to be a wingman. And we just go, yeah, let's go, let's go and walk and sit in those two seats. And they happen to be Anthony's seats. So um, I'll let you take it from here, Anthony. And then we'll talk about the TikToks. <laughs> yeah, a, a buddy of mine uh, that didn't ditch me, that didn't ditch me for the, I guess, the practice rounds. Um, it was just us two. And it's about a four hour drive from here to there. And we didn't have enough time to call someone else. So it was like, you know, oh, well, we're still going. Um, but anyway, you guys sit down, kind of nudge Ryan. And I was like, you know, these ain't their tickets. These are mine. Because <laughs> <laughs> they kind of swooped in and sit down like they own the place. Uh, Classic. I, I, I just kind of, just kind of, you know, hey, man, this is nice seats, huh? <laughs> yeah. I think, I think why we got off to a good start because he's like, I'm going to be honest. These aren't our tickets. We just sit here. If y'all don't mind, I was like, I think I got my tickets out of my pockets. Like, I don't know how y'all got down here in the first place, but here's the tickets. Cause I always get, every time you go down to the close to the court, they ask for proof. So I, uh, he's like, what do you want? I was like, just buy me a beer. We're even. And then we had a <laughs> fantastic night the rest of the night. <laughs> it was, it was even. This is, this is so surreal, Rick. Um, and, and how we got reconnected <clears throat> is the internet always wins. I've been posting our stories on TikTok and, you know, the shenanigans of us going, getting down in the field. So you, you told me a couple of those stories. I was like, no way. Like we was having a conversation about the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. We, exactly. We were having a conversation about the whole thing. And um, all of a sudden the Alabama one goes viral well, where Anthony, you can ask Rick about Alabama since you have him right now and all that stuff. Cause you never met him before and he never told you his story and you can just confirm everything. But um, <clears throat> so the Alabama goes viral 2 million views, you know, picked up by ABC, Alabama, Birmingham, <laughs> the whole news article on it. You're <laughs> done like, now. Yeah. <laughs> Can't happen again. And there were so many, and, 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 and there were tens of thousands of comments, like people were just loving it. And then all of a sudden Anthony comments and just goes, yo, well, I don't even know what you said, but you were yeah, just I was like, like, that's the guy that took my tickets at a courtside Hawks game. Basically that's the same just, guy basically just validated everything that like, <laughs> like you know people were people were calling it cap which means you're lying oh yeah and 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 people were just like it's made up it's fake like you had seats and then all of a sudden anthony busts down the doors and just goes nah this is the real deal they do this <laughs> and, and that's how we got reconnected yeah. because we never exchanged numbers emails anything. Nothing. it was just literally we just went our separate ways for for five years at least yeah i, I was trying to think when the when that was, was 2017 yeah yeah so five five years gone by, and now we're now we're back together on the Brothers Brandt podcast. Reunited, yeah. gentlemen. Reunited. 
so stoked for you to be on the podcast, Anthony. And uh, Rob's told me a lot about you. I know you guys only hung for a little while courtside at the Hawks game, but this man had a lot of good things to say about you. Uh, what have you been up to lately? Oh, really just with the kids. Um, I used to play a lot of golf. Uh, now I play once or twice a week. Uh, I shot a million in our club championship uh, last weekend, so I didn't play all last week. <laughs> got my tail between my legs, crying. Uh, and what, got, now, now, what what club do you belong to? Uh, Cambridge Club in Athens, Alabama. So that's a it's a good club. Uh, really good golf course. Re- really good club. Folks here are. Um, yeah. Kind of a it's not a redneck country club but it's a redneck country club you know <laughs> so it's it's cool it's laid back it's not real you don't have to have a sweater to go eat a steak at night so it, yeah, it's cool. yeah maybe Good a little bit i don't even own a sweater so i don't even yeah. know what i'd be doing yeah i've got ugly christmas sweaters that, yeah. that's it <laughs> and, <sighs> and the reason but, why we wanted to have anthony on the podcast it's not like you know all oh, we reconnected and like that's it but it's just like you have such a fascinating uh sports background with your family your your sisters you being a tremendous athlete and uh and your sisters being tremendous athletes too i've got a brother too that played at auburn yeah so, and, and, yeah. yeah exactly and your brother you know the list goes on we're gonna hear yeah. all about that um but like you're golfing like your neighbors with lee hodges we're gonna get into that uh you you're you uh you're a caddy on the on the corn ferry tour for like i'm, your, I'm a professional family. caddy now i like to call myself i'm f- you know, three times in, I'm I can call myself a pro on that hey, side. If they're slipping you a few bucks, <laughs> you're a pro. You're a professional if you get paid. Yeah, you get paid one dollar, you're considered a pro to me. So, yeah. so you know, professional caddy over here. That's, yeah. what, we're gonna, that's what we're going to call this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. just just your wealth of knowledge. I'm curious on your thoughts on on you know. I want to I want to ask you about live. I want to ask you about. I went to the BMW Championship. We'll do a little bit about that. Thoughts on East Lake coming up, FedEx Championship, and then obviously some fun stuff too. But yeah, yeah, let's go. Let's do it. Let's get it. So, so you grew up in a super competitive, like sports household. Tell us about that. Cause when you told me this at the Hawks game, like I know we were literally sitting like four rows back, like sweat was mm-hmm. hitting me from some of the players and all that. But like, you know, I was engrossed in this conversation. I was like, what? Like, I've never heard this before. <laughs> it, I, it just, as long as I remember, it's, it kind of started with baseball, but you know, as long as I remember, it's all been about sports. Um, youth league, that's that's what I look forward to on Saturdays. My, me and my brother, we watched Space Jam a thousand times before youth league games. I mean, just getting, getting Hell pumped. Yeah. Hell I yeah. mean, it, and it never really stopped um, until my last shot in the Peach Belt, Peach Belt Conference in, at Francis Marion. So then after that, it was done. You know, it was just done. Missed game winner. I'm done. <laughs> so uh my sisters i got triplet sisters and they had a so what was that what, hold on what was the peach belt champion what was that peach belt champion uh the, i played at a at a d2 school uh francis marion so um that was literally my, my last shot is to make it to the championship game uh against uh armstrong atlantic um in uh in savannah georgia that's where the the tournament was held and and dude i had three I got fouled on the shot too. Should have been three free throws, and it just went in and out. Hell yeah! You know, was this I, a I Steph just, Curry three from like mid mid court or were? Well, you here's like a funny thing. Before that, we were pressing for some. You know, players make mistakes, obviously, but coaches make mistakes too. But we were still pressing, 
and we were still in our press and they broke our press and done a freaking windmill to go up by one. I mean, dunks tore down the goal. And I was like, Oh no, we have like four seconds left. And they threw it to me, you know, blah, 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 blah. And it was a right inside half court and it looked good. I, I, I remember um, my teammates on the bench, uh, David Turner. I, I still remember almost seven foot guy going like he just knew it was going in and it, missed and i just kind of blacked out and went straight to the refs and showed him my arm like i, I got hammered you I'm know bleeding over <laughs> i should have made it first but i need some free throws man yeah but <laughs> i was so i was so upset that was my last shot in my entire career and it was Gordon kind of a, Hayward in yeah. the 2010 final four duke versus gonzaga in indianapolis just rims out chance to win it be a hero a legend yeah. you could have been somebody yeah. that, that, that could have went to the national tournament <laughs> too i know i could i could have I could have been the next Steph. <laughs> Refs. Rick really it's never your down. fault. It's always hey, the Anthony, fault. Anthony, uh, you know, pleasure to meet my my brother over here. Real dick. So- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's how it got wrapped up. But it yeah. was it was a good time. So you but- hung it up. You retired at that point. You said, "All right, now I'm gonna go play some golf." Pretty much. Um, I didn't. I played a little golf because I was in South Carolina, so there's a thousand golf courses. So. I remember my parents came and watched me, um, I think our homecoming game or something like that. And dad brought his old crappy golf clubs. That's the first time I kind of, cause in South Carolina, that's the assistant coaches played, you know, my, my point guard CJ's from Nevada. He travels with his golf club. So I, I basically just, that's when I kind of started. I was 21. Didn't start. I played like two times maybe, but I, I really started when I was playing about 22 years old. And I just fell in love with the game, and I've met a lot of good friends and uh, folks through the game. Uh, when I came back home, that's when I started playing with Connor, that, that guy I, I, I caddied for a few times when he was in high school. I feel really old now. But, uh, yeah, that's just how it started. I'll yeah. tell you what. I think Rob and I can both appreciate that because neither one of us picked up clubs until we were in our early 20s, and we've got the bug, man. We can't get it out of our system. I was in – uh, St. Andrews uh, last month for the open Rob played Pine Valley two weeks ago. So was that the hole in one round me? Yeah. Yeah. I think that was Rob. Didn't you hole out on, was it no, no, no. So, or par so, four? So, so yeah, it was a par. it was a par six actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I, um, so I, and Rick said we picked up golf in our early twenties. I, Anthony, I honestly didn't even start golfing until like, last year during the pandemic i was like you know what i need something to get out it's the only thing that people were doing and this year is like the year that i committed to playing golf more than like 15 times i'm like i'm playing more than 15 20 times which you is nothing i mean you'll you'll do that in in a couple of weeks so um this is this is like my first time and i'm, I'm really proud of myself you know and this is going to be shocking to all of our listeners but i shoot like a 90 95 on like the muni courses and somehow i got my way on the pine valley and uh it kicked my ass i had a great time i was in the i was in the sand traps more often than i was on the grass on the green and on the, on the fairway um you couldn't wipe the smile off my face um but my big thing was i parred number 10 which is their uh signature par three it's like uh it's got the uh it's got the pit in the middle that's called oh the yeah, yeah that's right yeah and uh yeah it's it's only 100 and like 160 yards but it's got this bunker that goes down eight feet ten feet 
right in front of it and you have to use stairways a stairway to get down into it so i missed Brutal. that and i parred it so that's my claim to fame it's not the hole in one but for a guy who just started golf i kind of took a picture like it was a hole in one yeah <laughs> i just assumed it was <laughs> and, and the member and the member just was like because he at that point it's hole number 10 he realizes that i'm not a good golfer and i told him i wasn't i didn't i didn't lie to him i go look you know hey bill i just want to give you a heads up i'm not a good golfer it's like the time you sat in somebody's seats courtside and just said hey these aren't my seats <laughs> you just got to be honest with people yeah. right? you know and uh anyway he was so jacked up for me to get a par <laughs> he was like all right we're going. <laughs> easy hole let's go to the next one yeah so anthony outside of rob's terrible golf let's talk about your excellent golf rumor has it you are a scratch golfer i like to say that this year hadn't been so great um you know i don't know if i'm averaging 73 74 we have a dog fight we call it every saturday at our club I'm probably in that area averaging this year. I was much better um, a couple of years ago uh, when I was actually, I made it to our final pairing in our club championship uh, two times, I think back-to-back -back years um, for me to choke on Sunday. Um, I've made it to our match play, final match championship. Uh, just there's so many good players of our club. I didn't do anything like that this year, the uh, last year, but um, kind of got a finger issue. I got torn ligaments. I can't. That's from as that, far as I can make a ball. From so, that damn foul back in college, Jesus. Probably call the foul. Still, <laughs> come on, man. Um, no, What's I just haven't been playing shot? up to my standard of golf. But I've, I've been, I've had, I've shot sixty-eight two or three times this year. Um, it, it's not too shabby. I, I shouldn't be complaining, but I'm not playing at my where I was two or three years ago for sure. Yeah, give me, give us your, uh, give us your your highlights. I mean, you were telling me about this hole in one you had, like, let's get, walk us through the hole. Well, it's been one. never had a hole in one until about two or three years ago ever, you know, and I've been playing a lot of golf over the last 10 years and I've been close several times. I've actually hit two flag sticks in one round, um, at a public course in Florence. Um, You're shooting darts. Just Hunting nothing went in. One was off backspin, Hunting hit the flag and just didn't go in. I'm like, what? <laughs> um, but yeah, my first hole in one was actually in a match play. It was a, in an MGA event, um, Men's Golf Association. <clears throat> and when you hit one in a MGA event, every member at the club, I think they throw in like ten dollars. They just automatically charge it to your account. I won like sixteen hundred bucks, uh, <laughs> so it was nice. That's After the bar tab, you know, it was down less than a thousand, I think, but it's still worth it. Yeah, but that was a, I think it was two hundred twenty-one yard par three. Wow. Uh, so it was a. I just, it was four iron and I was actually playing with a guy named Stuart Witt. He's probably one of the best golfers in the state. He's actually on staff with Titleist as an amateur. Just me and him, that's my four ball partner next weekend at a, a it's called the North Alabama four ball at another country club, but just absolute stud. But we were playing him, the four ball match against uh, me and a buddy of mine, Kyle DeMaster and uh, Stuart Witt and our head pro. And we, I made that hole in one to half the match. We parred nine and we have to match. So we got a half point there. I was like, sheesh. <laughs> um, and then my better hole in one is a ball that I thought I lost. Uh, my pro put an asterisk behind it uh, because we he thinks we looked for my ball too long past the three-minute thing, but it was actually in the hole because uh, oh it was a par gosh. four and we could see <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, it's the ball in the trees because it, it, I hit it over the trees and uh, started walking backwards. Uh, a buddy of mine's ball, and I was like, Wes. I killed that ball. I know I outdrove you, 
and it just domed on me. He was like 30 yards short of the green. He's like, check the cup. And I was like, shut up. I just kind of casually walk up there just to confirm it's not in the cup. And I look in and I look back up at him like, he's like, no way. <laughs> I was like, That's it's in there. So that was a par four? 340-yard par four. Lucky bounce. What course? Uh, My home club, Cambridge, uh, hole number six. And so you had a uh, witness. Yeah, uh, my brother and Wes Coleman. Yep. We, oh, my goodness. That is, I, dude, I, that's $10 epic, in man. Your, did uh, they put $10 was, in your account that day, too? No, because that, that was just a casual round. It wasn't in a, in a tournament, though. So. Wow. But, that's uh, insane. And what you, what did you use? What club did you use on that? A driver. As hard as I could swing it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, th I think it's three, four. I don't know. I thought it was going to build to the folklore. I thought you were going to say like a two iron. You know? uh, yeah, just a stinger, a tiger yeah, just, stinger down the middle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but, you brought up Tiger. I want to get your thoughts on what I think is one of the greatest golfers of all time. What are your thoughts on Tiger's career and what he's meant to the game of golf? I mean, he's everything. The game of golf. I remember when I was playing college basketball, the only reason me watching the 2008 U.S. Open was Tiger, and I didn't even play golf. So if, if that says something, um, it's just sad, you know, where because he's on his decline. Um, I don't know if he's ever going to be Tiger again, but I mean, he got on the plane the other day to meet with the PGA guys, and he could barely walk. It's like it gets stiff on him. So I don't know. I watched him at the practice round at Augusta this past year, and you could tell he was just limping on the green. So we sit there for a while because I knew he'd come eventually. But I was just right there on the front row, right, you know, just right there, just being patient. Finally, we heard the roars on the range. It's like, that's Tiger. He's coming here before he tees off. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's the best player all time, easy, hands down. Probably the most competitive players. Um, it's just sad, but at least we got to watch him in his prime, or I did at least. So that was something I can tell my son and daughter. So yeah, yeah, it's just maybe he'll get back. You know, he can afford the best doctors in the world. So <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> he he doesn't need that live money, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um. Hey, just because you brought it up, Anthony, and again, you and I have not been connected for like five years, but I, I got to tell you a fun fact about Rick and myself is through a friend, uh, we actually work security at the masters. Um, so, and I, and, and, and my, my role is, uh, the practice putting green. So without you even realizing it, I was standing at the, I was one of the security guards. I looked like, uh, Paul Blot, the, uh, mall cop in that <laughs> outfit. Um, we don't do it for the pay, but, um, it's incredible. I was, I'm one of the security guards that stands inside the ropes during the practice putting. Dude, I was, there's no telling how close we were together. We were, we were literally inches away from each other without even realizing. That's just nuts. So, um, do you go every year or like every other no, year? No, like, uh, I've never won the lottery. I've just been yeah. fortunate to have friends yeah. to win it. I've never been to a real round. I've been to, uh, I think three or four, uh, I think four practice rounds. Rob, oh. we've got to get them. Yeah, we got to get them. When you, when you, uh, if you go this coming year or something that let, uh, let Rick and I know. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm always in. Uh, actually, a buddy of mine from uh, Canada, some of his Canadian buddies won the practice round tickets, and uh, he had to bail out, and he just sent, for whatever reason, I was up at 5.30 that morning, probably with the kid, but he sent, a, uh, I think there's 12 or 13 of us in a group text, and he's like, hey, I've got two extra tickets to 
practice round. Who wants them? Ooh, and I, I picked up my phone at the same time. I was like, me. That's, was like, that's just so lucky. I mean, I love that. I love uh, that. that's how my practice rounds is. It's just friends and uh, yeah. that, that yeah. wins them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I got you, man. I got you. But Luckily, I get asked. So that, that's that's one of the – it's not walking – I tell people, it's not walking in. It's a grown man Disney World. You know, as soon as you walk in the gates, it's just – nuts it's amazing um but yeah we'll have to you'll have to keep that in mind so hopefully you're back this year and we can hang out and yeah. maybe, maybe check out a hawks game i don't know if you still have the ticket <laughs> oh, yeah they they actually uh they upgrade they upgraded the tickets so uh and are that's kind of like the, the master's ticket yeah what are you sitting on the bench are you playing in the game no, it's literally on a fold-out chair on the floor with vip access is nuts is uh, it really yes yeah, it's crazy. i gotta say the hawks games are out of control. They always make Instagram. They always make like like what yep. they do there. It's kind of like a club. So, yep. I, I, uh, uh, who's the guy off Rush Hour? Chris, uh, Chris Rush Tucker. Hour, Rush Hour Two. Chris Tucker. Uh, Chris Tucker. I got a Snapchat with him. Uh, Chipper Jones. It was just nuts. I actually yeah. had. He thought I was taking Larry? a picture, but I was on Snapchat. He's like, "Man, take the picture, man." It sounded like. <laughs> oh, he's like, oh, it's a good times, and then. You go to the bathroom. I was at the urinal, just standing there, minding my business. Uh, and then I look over to the next urinal, and Chipper Jones. I was like, "Holy sh! <laughs> Where am I at right now?" So, yeah, just, that, uh, so we, uh, Rick and I, had the uh, very fortunate opportunity to go to the Super Bowl. And uh, one of our friends works for the NHL, and you know, he traded uh, Stanley Cup tickets for Super Bowl tickets for for us and him, and we all went. It was awesome, and. He also got this access. This was insane, Anthony. We we got access to a Victoria's Secret fashion show party the the day before, two days before the Super Bowl, called Leather and Laces. So you can picture Victoria's Secret fa- like models walking around, you know, in their underwear. And Shelby, my wife girlfriend at the time, was like, "How is it?" And I literally took a picture with like a girl. And she, like, <laughs> she started dying laughing. She goes, "What the hell is happening right now? What is going on?" And, but it, it, like there was anybody and everybody was at this event, John Legend, Creasy Teigen, um, every actor you could possibly imagine. And I went to the bathroom and, and, and uh, I'm at the urinal and all of a sudden I look over to my right and it's, it's goddamn Marshall Falk right next to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the that's craziest thing about that whole experience. It was happened in the bathroom. I just yeah. <laughs> whoa, shocked myself. I was like, <gasps> you can't, you can't yeah. drum up conversations. Did nope. you conversation you can't that's the most awkward can't do it. you can try. definitely can't go for a handshake no uh-uh. no for sure can't. yeah <laughs> but moving on anyway i'm urinal talk so <laughs> all right so i want to i want to ask anthony a couple golf questions here yeah, yeah anthony you've played a ton of golf where is your personal favorite place that you've ever played in the world I've played just so many places, like Troon uh, out in Phoenix, really good. Yeah, everybody talks about uh, TPC Scottsdale, which I played there. It's nice, but you know, some those Troon courses, the main Troon courses, super, super good. Uh, Country Club of Tennessee, it's caddy only. Uh, actually, a couple of uh, Augusta members own that one. Uh, so it's, you know, it's just top shelf, top notch, everything. You know, they've got... Uh, you know, houses, ever four or five holes, little bitty huts that just open the coolers, just open beers and wow, bourbon, whatever you want. Just grab true. cigars and go. You know, it's all on the house. So 
I'm checking out this Troon golf course and it looks like there's, it's like you're playing on space on some of these whole divots. I remember my wife taking a video of me hitting out of a bunker and I'm six, three. She never seen me, you know, like she's just seen the ball and I got paired with some random old guys and they're like, you know, he's dead. I hit it like five feet and there's like, wow, there's like a hole in one. It's like, we've never seen anybody get out of these bunkers. (laughs) Well, you just got to open it up like this and swing as hard as you can. Oh, but, um, Country Club of Tennessee was good. Um, there's a there's a club uh, outside of Auburn, Alabama, uh, Willow Point. There, the Mid-Am uh, was there a couple years ago that I was fortunate to play in. Missed the cut by one, but it's a beautiful course on the Lake Martin. Um, hey, I've also not, played the little overhop courses before, you know. So uh, there's another super private course in Birmingham. I played its caddy only. I can't remember. They held a U.S. Open back in the day. Lee, Lee Trevino won there, but I thought it was a uh, God. I can't think of the name. What was the What was, was the one you won? You said you won one cup, the mid mid am, or what was that? No, no, yeah, I missed the cut, so by one. Oh, you missed the cut. I yeah. Thought, don't yeah. rub salt into the wound. Yeah, no, we're, it was. We're the only way to miss the cut. We've, we've you, struck you out on the this. last hole to miss the cut. <laughs> it was brutal, uh, brutal uh, eagle putt. Oh, man, speaking my heart, we eagle putt. And I just got aggressive, <laughs> aggressive again, pinned on a side hill lie. I never left it in front of the hole. Kept zink, 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 zink back and forth. But and I think I, yeah, Rob I 77, 77 missed a cut by one. Damn. So, Damn. Damn. at another Mid-Am event, September 14th or 15th of, you know, this coming one. That's in Fairhope, Alabama at another really good club that I've never played. So, we'll see. I gotta imagine that. Flying so early, scouted out. Say so what? Fly in early, scout it out. Uh, we're gonna, yeah, it's about a six-hour drive. We're gonna, uh, we got a, a condo on the beach, so I'm bringing the wife and kids. Um, it's about a forty-five-minute drive, so we're gonna stay at a treat it like a vacation. Except I'm gonna play practice round Thursday, and then it's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Well, it's a Sunday if, only if you make the cut. So we're gonna treat it like a vacation. So I'm still gonna be playing my golf. It's just gonna be in a tournament. So I, I, I probably got shoot a hundred. Yeah. Listen, anything under 100, and that would be pretty damn good. Yeah, we'll see. So let me ask you, you are a really great golfer, and it has to have crossed your mind at some point, like, hey, can I be this guy that maybe gives it a shot? Have you ever thought about that? Early on, uh, after basketball, of course, some, you know, to play at that level, you got to be a little cocky. You got to be a little, you know, confident. Absolutely. Um, and then I started playing golf, and I started beating some I thought that were good players. Um, then I joined a country club in Decatur, and that changed my whole world. I was like, whoa, I went from a goat ranch, basically, uh, being one of the best golfers there. Um, then I joined a country club, Burning Tree Country Club in Decatur, and first time I played in their little money game, I was like, whoa, these guys don't miss, you know. So it was another climb up, but yeah, after that, I never even thought about because I've seen some some ex pros uh, at Jimmy Reese. You know, he played a few pro events. Blaze Wilson, he he plays a lot of mini tour events. You know, just a lot of good guys play that know exactly where their ball's going most of the time. Uh, now it is our home course, so you know. With that being said, but they still stripe it. So that's kind of when I was like, yeah, I need to find out what I'm going to do in my life. <laughs> Seriously, because me and Sarah thought about moving to Florida. You know, I honestly thought, oh, I can play mini tour events. 
but not when I played with other good players. It was it was over. Reality uh, check. Yes. Have you ever teed it up with your neighbor? Several times. That's fun. So um I think the last time he shot sixty one out here. I'm sorry, what was that? Yeah, I think he shot sixty one or sixty two from the nice. tips, and that's about seventy seventy two hundred yards. Um Wow, that is unreal. Yeah. <laughs> so now he did grow up on this course and he's a PGA professional. I mean, one of the top players in the world. Yeah. So any of those guys on the home courses is gonna be it's gonna be fun. And it's fun to watch. And Lee's pretty young, right? Yeah, I mean, he's got to be only 25 or so. I mean, I, I don't, he might not be that old. Um, but yeah, he bought a house right across the street. I don't know. He probably made $1.5 million this year. Don't even count the sponsorships. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> very, very good start. So, we're all happy for him. And I love it. As a club, we're all in there, you know, cheering for him. And hey, so it, it's, it's yeah. fun. You know, you got he's got two more faithful followers right here, so we got to get him on. We yeah. got him on the podcast. Yeah, for sure. Ball. Yeah, um, I, I went to Vegas with him. Funny story about him: went to Vegas, watched him play in the Shriners last year. Uh, that was his first, I guess, official. He had other PGA starts, but I think that was the first official season start or whatnot. How cool um, was that course? It's tight. I remember looking, you know, walking with him like I don't want to hit these shots, but Lee hits at three ten on a string you know that's just his that's how he that's his strength as his driver i mean it's just i draws um but yeah that course was really really tight i, I don't know if i'd want to play that course <laughs> i mean some of those about 20 yards wide fairways it's like i'll play a big hook sometimes i play a snap hook i don't know depends on the day but i just remember walking to the casino after we played a little craps and we had a reservation right across from the fountains uh me lee and a buddy of mine and I remember walking to the casino of Paris, like, hopefully in three years, we're not going to be able to do this. Like, cause nobody knows him. He's, you know, so I was like, that's what I was thought in my head. I was like, maybe in three years, and if he has another year, like he did this past year, he strings three of those together. It'll be like that. Cause his world ranking jump. Um, I mean, if he makes it top 125 every single year, it'll, it'll be good. It's so, going to be real good. We are definitely rooting for him. He's been a fun golfer to watch. Seems such like a, a nice guy too. I mean, he called me the other day. He was looking for a shot fact. Hey, well, you got a shot fact? Uh-huh. <laughs> He's cleaning out his grill. He's about to you know, a, man, a man's so, man. Just a yeah, man's man. Yeah. You know? <laughs> he was just out there grinding on his on his grill, cleaning it, getting ready to cook. So I, was like, I don't even know how to smoke anything. He's out there. Of course, he's... Got the charcoal going. He's yeah. making fun of people with gra- gas grills. Yeah. I can just picture Lee Hodges with a shock vac, just stubbing that down the grill, trying yeah. to get all the charcoal out. Nope. That's exactly what it was doing. You know, next time I watch him on TV, that's what I'm going to be thinking about. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I don't know if y'all seen <laughs> it, but uh, every time I see Lee on TV, he tried to put out of a bunker one time. That was a great play. He just hit it too hard. That That's kind of what I think, because we kind of talked about that, you know, here. It's like, because we see him. He's a fantastic bunker, bunker player, but he was on a down slope. Up. We don't see that thing on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a... Uh, Every time he's on TV, I was like, oh, because he was on he was on ESPN top ten plays. The next day he was on ESPN not top ten plays. So <laughs> that's what I you know, when he's when I watch hey. him on TV, I'm like, come on, Lee. And any any press is it's great press, right? Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We had to uh, bail Rob out of jail that one time and we felt like, you know, at least he's getting his name out there. Yeah. 
It oh. was a great mugshot, you know. Oh. One eye open. <laughs> Struggling. After the Hulk game. All charges were dropped. I met this really cool guy when she got hammered. Yeah. All charges were dropped. Yeah. So. Oh. But so uh so now let's talk a little bit about your your professional caddy. Okay. So walk us through. You've you've caddied for your uh your hometown homie uh you know a bunch of times now. What what's that like? The first time he called me, he didn't have full status on the corn ferry. This was last year. He since we're from the same area, we have a in Huntsville, the what they call it the Huntsville Open, I guess, at the ledges. And uh, he told me, he's like, hey, I'm going to drive up there and uh, stay with mom and dad. I'm going to try to Monday qualify. I'm like, yeah, man, because he was on the Latin tour, which they have like an event every two to three weeks. It's not like the Corn Ferry or PGA mm-hmm. Tour. Um, and he fires off a 63 and gets in. So it might have been 64, 63, 64. That's what you got, got to shoot in those Monday qualifiers. But he went low. And uh, I remember sending him a text. I was like, hell yeah, buddy. You know, great job. Oh, this was after his round. He's like, yeah, maybe it holds up because he was early. You know, he's like, I just lit it up. There's going to be multiples lighted up as well. Anyways, I just remember it's almost dark on my back porch. That's where we, my wife and kids hang out most of the time. Um, And I see Connor, like, come up on my phone. I was like, and I just got a feeling. Why is he calling me? And then he's like, hey, (laughs) are you in? We got a practice round tomorrow. I was like, he's like, I need a caddy. I was like, hell yes, I'm in. And that was the first time. And I was just nervous. You know, uh, we played a couple practice rounds with his buddies and, and he told him, he's like, Hey man, kind of train him up for a caddy. Like tell, he knows golf, just tells him the, the do's and don'ts and how to properly rake a bunker. All that basic you would think is basic, but now I'm teaching people at Cambridge. No, you don't pull you push <laughs> you push the bunkers come on don't you know this come on man uh, come uh, on, but man. so that's how it started um he had one bad round um and he missed a cut then and then he's and like any, hey any, next year any blame that on you right oh, of course it's my fault <laughs> i've got the shoulders to take the blame yeah. put it on me <laughs> uh, nah, he uh and then he's like, well, I'm going to get my full status back, you know, being a little cocky. That's what professional you got to be. And then he got, he finished, uh, he won on the Latin. And then uh, I remember after that round, he's like, well, we got three Latin events left. He's like, I've got to win one of them. I think the top five from the Latin automatically get full status on the corn ferry. And he won. And it jumped him up like second. So he's in. I just remember I was like, and then he takes me. He's like, are you back on the bag next year in Huntsville? Because, I mean, we had a good time because we're good buddies. And uh, I was like, Absolutely. So that's that's kind of how it started. So I guess I'm the caddy here at the hometown event. Um, but uh, another time this year, he was it was a week after, two weeks after the Huntsville tournament. And man, that's a job. I mean, it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Because he made the cut, and it, it's just long days. You got weather delays. I don't care. You're going to have a weather delay in golf sometime during the week. So a lot of getting up at 4 a.m., 5 a.m. on the range at dark, getting nine holes and then eat. It was just brutal. Those guys worked their asses off. Um, <laughs> then he calls me, was out eating, and I, I show Sarah. He was in Knoxville without a caddy because he's kind of week by week. Um, he's like, hey, I want you, I, I need you again. I was like, oh, man, it's fun, but it is work. Yeah. that You know, it, 
it's funny because you get that perspective and now when you watch caddies on the tour you're like totally just like can sympathize for what they're going through on sunday on saturday it's 100 degrees you know you're just watching them you're like oh my gosh it's crazy um and that's what rick and i have like from working security at the masters like when i go to like i went to the bmw championship and i saw security people and volunteer people Mm -hmm. and like you know for the security we're there at 4 35 in the morning we don't leave until eight o'clock at night and have to do it for the whole week so it's like you just kind of sympathize for everybody. So it's uh, a different world. What I do have a couple of questions about caddying. Um, what was your favorite like moment with, uh, what was his name again? Your, your uh, Connor Gotzi. Connor Gotzi. Okay. Yep. So you can be on the lookout for him this year, but what, what was like your favorite one or two moments with him? Like awesome holes or. Oh, I think it. <clears throat> This ties back a couple of years. The first time I caddied for him on number seven at the ledges is really nice, super nice course. Um, number seven, it's an easy hole too. I mean, it, um, it's just a kind of a short par four. There's hazard left, OB right, but it's a big fairway. You, sh- you know, I don't have a problem playing that hole anytime. Um, but he just couldn't hit the fairway. The, the first day he missed it big time. He barely carried the water hazard. Um, second day he hits it. Right next to the well, the first day he makes a, I think he was like an eleventh. He was like four or five under at the time. First round last year, just on fire. He uh makes a triple, uh on the hole with a four putt triple. He's always hit hits it right beside this tree, this one little tree, little pine tree this big around, and it just blocks the shot. And he was there two days in a row. This past year, first round, hits it by the same damn tree. I just remember looking up. I was like. I'm going to put a plaque on this tree and call it Connor's tree. And that could, he was mad, but that just kind of, you know, made him laugh. And he punched out, done the correct thing this year. He remembered, you know, we took a five and went on already the next hole. So it made the cut, you know, this year. So it's, it's, it's things, you know, that, that, that's a pretty good moment. Uh, it's like Ike's tree at uh, Augusta uh, National. I'm going to go out there and put a plaque nail it this is connor's tree that he cannot he plays a draw he's left-handed i was like but he can't hit a draw on this hole it's block cut every time let me ask Uh, you here when you're walking with them and you got the book and you're looking at the yardages i mean does he ask you for distances do you come in real confident are you like i don't know like where are you at with that well the first year um it was all on him. He's like, I'm going to do all my numbers. He's like, I'm not, he, I'm a pretty good putter. It saves me a lot. So I, I know how to read greens and, you know, put well sometimes. Um, <laughs> but the first year he, he's like, I'm going to do my numbers. You know, you just, you know, just be there with me. Second year, because we talked a lot after that, that miscut second year, you know, he calls me, needs me. And, uh, he's like, this is all you. We're both going to do the numbers. We're going to confirm numbers. He's like, he's like, don't tell me anything on the greens till I ask. But he asked a lot, so it was like a completely different player. He was more loose, I, cool. I, I guess. So it, that that's fun. Um, even in Knoxville, um, I called him a couple of times with the wrong number. So he's like, man, I would have blasted these greens. You know, he was ten yards off. Um, I did catch him a, a couple of times with the wrong number and. Vice versa, I, I, you know, I had the wrong number. So I think it's good not being, a, you know, uh, what am I trying to say? Feels old caddy. <clears throat> Anyways, uh, like a, tr- a tour PGA uh, caddy, you know, for both people to do the number. 
So. There, there was uh, a clip on Instagram this week with Spieth going at it, with, not going at it, but like debating a shot out of the bunker with his caddy and like going back and forth. And Spieth was just like, nope, I'm going to shoot what I want to shoot. I'm going to shoot. And he's like selling himself on it. Caddy was trying all day to. Bones. Um, Feels okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and uh, and Spieth puts it right in the water. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a couple times. Yeah, if Jordan fires it, it, Michael Greller, I think you might have a chance. If if I don't know if Connor <laughs> will watch this or not, but there was one one time in Knoxville, um, and he needed to birdie three of the last five to make the cut. Um, I think it was like hole six or seven, and he came up with like ninety two, and I was like, I think that's eighty seven. And these pins on the corn figure, they have to tuck them on every hole, or they're going to shoot forty under. They already shoot twenty easy on these easier courses and uh and he was off he's like no it's 92 and sure enough there was a ball up there and he's like that's not my ball he's long i was like my number was right you know there's a couple <laughs> if i do it again that's when i'm gonna be like no i've got a i think it plays 87 you know but i, I think that just is confidence you know yeah. going forward i'm not gonna call he's doing it for 11 so i'm like okay. you know i got 87 you got 92 <laughs> you know and there were kind of bouncy greens he needed to lend it a little short anyways uh, yeah, we so walk cool. up the hill and the ball's gone. <clears throat> Just what an amazing experience uh, for you guys to have that together, and uh, that's so cool. And we hope that it continues. And you know, he gets his he gets his tour card, and you know, we see you at the Masters rocking the <laughs> rocking the white caddy outfit, baby. I, I would I didn't take a payment. I was like, man, you can't afford me. He tried to call me. I mean, pay me. I was like, you can't afford me. I promise you. So <laughs> I'm doing this for fun. I love doing it. I love golf. I love sports. I love being around it. I was like, but. He lives in Jacksonville, Florida. I was like, if you make it to Sawgrass one day, I'm on the back. That's my payment. He's like, deal. I was like, all right. That'll be fun. <laughs> I want to hit, I want to play 17 in front of that, that crowd, the, the caddy challenge. Yeah, that's awesome. I love it. And um, you, of course, would sink it too. Well, there was a caddy challenge in Knoxville on one of the par fives. It was like, caddies, this is your chance, you know, to shine. And I was like, Connor, I didn't see it, but Connor, because his bag is 60 pounds and I'm fat and out of shape. I'm just, walking i'm not paying attention to anything hole by hole but i was like i wonder what that is he's like, i bet i bet it's the closest to the pin sure enough we get up there it's like 155 yard uh par three and that was a pro-am day uh we were playing with you know big time sponsors corporate guys and uh i'd already read one 30 foot bomb and i was like good putt connor he's like no that's on that right there he read that he told me where to put it and made it so i already had that going for me and then uh get up there uh i grabbed one of those guys he used sweaty gloves i was like i can't swing without a glove i grabbed one of their nine irons and one of connor's balls because he plays the left dash probably one x is kind of a tour only balls i'm not hitting none of their balls i'm playing your stuff uh and then i just flushed it never left the pin i mean it was like i'm gonna make it one swing and it never left the pin i play a draw i pulled it but it just went dead straight and uh <laughs> connor like looked at me like really you're gonna do this to me because he hits it to like 20 feet and i just i, I still didn't get the close-up there's another caddy that hit it like 2.5 feet i hit it like five uh what? so that that was a cool cool moment on that uh another cool caddy moment and the pro-am guy's like this guy's a pro i was like <laughs> <laughs> he kind of took a little the shine away from connor but i was like no. uh, connor can hit a flop shot with a seven iron i would i would kill somebody if i tried that so it's a yeah. different breed of players 
Hey, Rob, we got to have Anthony back on this podcast. His stories, these are epic, man. I love this. Yeah, it's that's all, of, all I've lived is sports, you know, pretty much a whole life. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I want to get your takes on, on a couple of things that are going on now in the golf world, just because you have, you know, such a plethora of knowledge with golf and experience. You know, real, real quick, I'm, I'm curious what your thoughts are on the, on the live tour, you know, let, let's, let's unpack that. At first I didn't like it. Um, I didn't like some of the players that went, you know, early on Phil. you know, I don't know if he's, you know, you hear the rumors he's in gambling debt and all this good stuff in Vegas. It's like, he needed the money. Um, but I, I think it's good now. Um, I think competition's good. I think it's going to make the sport better. It, it, it sure as hell set the PGA straight. Um, they're getting their money right. I mean, you look at some of these guys that ride the bench for Atlanta Hawks. You know, they make millions of dollars and never play. You know, you got these PGA players because I've caddied for them several times. They work their ass off um, and they make 20 grand a week. <laughs> There's NBA players that never touch a floor that get paid 20000 a minute and they never play. So, I think it's in the long run, it's going to be good. Right now, they're in shambles. I think, honestly, I think the live tours in shambles too, uh, more than the PGA. Uh, I don't know. I, I I didn't read anything after the uh, the world golf ranking system came out. I don't know if they're getting. I think they're getting less points or something since it's fifty four holes. Uh, that's gonna, you know, play with the majors a little bit if their rankings fall back. So you're gonna. I don't know. You know, it's going to be interesting to see what Augusta does. I don't know if they've released a statement about it. Um, you know, I think it's going to be good long-term. It's going to get their money right. I mean, there's no telling how much the PGA Tour is making. Um, but, on again, they said it's dirty money. I don't know if y'all watch Netflix any. You know, Wells Fargo, Not all, you know, there's, there's documentaries about dirty money for Wells Fargo, so – they're one of the big sponsors. So I don't know if you can. Yeah. You know, it's like call I, it dirty money. There's dirty I, corporate money everywhere. Yeah, so I, 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 that's something Anthony that I've just thought more about. It's like, you know, I, I get it. The Saudi backed, like, you know, golf tournament, all that stuff. It's more out there in the open. But you know, when you look at all these companies that are manufacturing goods and where they're making that, yeah. you know, child like labor laws and, you know, a lot of stuff made in China nowadays. Mm -hmm. like, you know, if you follow that, it's like, sure, it's not directly in the press, but at the same time, it's like, you know, where do you draw the line with dirty money, right? So, you know, yeah, um, I don't know. I, I think the competition's good. I think long term, it's still going to be a PGA Tour. I don't know. I don't see the Live Tour lasting. I don't know if I watch one golf hole of the Live this year. So it's not nothing. I turn on the TV. Of course, I've got two buddies on the PGA Tour, so I have no. Um, but they had an event in Portland, that Portland, yeah, uh, a pumpkin, month or two ago, Pumpkin Ridge or something, yeah. Like that um, and then they had, I, one that. had a couple of colleagues go to that event, you know, they had fun. Um, but I, I don't know, I don't know if it'll ever be the best, what 58 players in the world or 54 players in the, in the world. Um, I think, and I, I just to chime in here, like I went to the BMW championship in Wilmington this past weekend mm -hmm. uh, for Saturday. And something that I really love about golf tournaments now is 
the waste management, like, so, so it's like getting fans excited to go to watch golf, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, the TV is so amazing. Like, you know, you can sit back and watch every hole and all that stuff. Golf's a great, like, I love watching golf on TV because you watch every single hole and all that. The, the broadcasters are amazing, but uh, sports in general, just getting fans excited to be at that stadium. football, you know, is trying to do it, you know, basketball, baseball's a whole problem in and of itself <laughs> you know um but golf i just love how the waste management open kind of set the tone for these oh, stadiums yeah. Yeah. and and you're seeing more and more like all these epic holes have stadiums now like i was just at the bmw championship they had an awesome vip stadium suite with general admission area mm -hmm. uh, on the 16 hole where i was they had it on the 17th they had it on the 18th they had it on some other ones and I just I just love that they're just doing that in general. There's a stadium hole on the Canadian Open now, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Looking back ten years, mm -hmm. that would have been, you know, what? No, nobody's not going to fit eight ten thousand people on one hole. Mm -hmm. But now, I mean, that that that's cool. Yeah, and uh, and Rick Rick marshals the Byron Nelson tournament every year. Him and his uh, beautiful fiance, amazing fiance, way better than him. Uh, you know, uh, they. Uh, <laughs> They marshal it together and that that's turning into like a big party scene. They turn the 17th part three into a huge stadium. Yeah. I'd love to go to the waste management. Uh, I've got a free place to stay out there too. I've just never been to that tournament. Uh, that'd probably be a really fun tournament. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is the year you got to go because yeah. it's it, the Super Bowl is there that weekend. Oh, I'm not going. Dude, I don't like that what? traffic. What? Dude, it's epic. Epic. What weekend is that? It's um the what weekend, Rick? It's technically the second Sunday now in February, so mid February, and right. it is to die for. If you want to have a legendary weekend, a four day bender, that's the one. Yeah, that's interesting. Might have to, <laughs> might have to get something in the works there. You might want to start looking into it now. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, so, I didn't so know. I didn't know that. I'd love to go. Yeah, absolutely. And and what's cool about the Super Bowl, because Rick and I went to that Super Bowl in Glendale, Arizona, it was the Pat Seahawks, where they threw the interception at the one yard line, we were at that Super Bowl. And uh, uh, we actually went to Super Bowl Media Day, interviewed Russell Wilson and, and Tom Brady. I don't know if I told you about that story. Mm -mm. Um, but that's a whole story in of itself. Did you wear a bright orange suit? Uh, no, we wore uh, suits <laughs> and Rick brought a microphone from home that was plugged into nothing. And we got onto the field and we interviewed all these players. In the what Super Bowl. Was, yeah. What was uh, funny was that they thought the that we were actually partners, like reporters. They thought we were partners like reporting. Oh my gosh. I had like a little notepad. They answered our questions. I had like a little notepad writing down <laughs> notes. Just... And when we get done with the questions, the other reporters look at us and say, how are you going to do a story on that question? That doesn't even make sense. Yeah, I, I've always heard the rumor, if you can bring a ladder, you can get in. Uh, yeah. I think y'all might be the other side of that story. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, you can go watch a free movie at a theater. You can just, just hold a ladder and just walk in like you're working on the place. And I've seen that. Yeah, the construction, outside and watch the the movie. construction vest and yeah. the ladder, and that's it. Yeah. I love this. Anthony, now, this has been so awesome, man. Well, I don't yeah. want to get him out of here yet. We got a couple more minutes. This has been a fantastic episode. We've had a lot of fun chopping it up. Um, so let's get your thoughts on this weekend, East Lake, FedEx Championship. What what's going on here? Who do you like? Oh man, you can't ignore Adam Scott. 
he's a bad putter, but he's putting good. You I know? just put his name on here. I want to talk about him. Uh, um, I like Adam. Can never throw Rory out. Um, but then you got the two studs that keep winning, uh, Patrick and uh, Scheffler, and I mean th- those guys. They're so. I don't know. Anybody could win, but I was thinking to myself watching Adam Scott putt maybe Saturday. I think he shot 65 or 64 on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And he barely got into the, that top 70 uh, from the in Memphis. Yeah. Uh, but his putter got hot. And a bad putter starts making putts. You know, they're on tour for a reason because they don't miss a shot. You know, so that's kind of that's interesting. I got a funny story about Adam Scott too. Oh yeah, to give us the funny uh, story. Was on 18 T box at the Masters me and my wife and she don't know, I know all the players but she don't know any of them except for the top 10 in the world, mm-hmm. you know, pretty much. And was just standing there waiting on, I don't know, just watching 18 go down the chute. Adam Scott comes like up over the mound or whatever. She goes, "Who is that?" And I was like, <laughs> "Hey, hey, hey, hey." Easy now. It's Adam Scott. But I don't like that tone. <laughs> so that's that's her favorite it's player, obviously. I was like, the Ralph Lauren model. All right. I get it. Exactly. You know, I can put better than him. Well, Not this week. Yeah. yeah. Interesting you're you're bringing up Adam Scott because he was one of the last people to make it in. He punched his his uh he jumped my boy Lee. Did he? Yeah, Lee was 72. I think he ended 72 on the list. No way. Wow. He three-putted the last hole. Wow. Oh, man. Dean Lowry almost got in. Yeah, so we have a friend, uh, a friend of the pod, Stephen Sweeney, putting. Uh, He coaches seven players, seven or eight players on tour. And he he coaches Aaron Wise, Mito Piera, Joaquin Neiman, Shane Lowry, Sebastian Munoz, a bunch of other guys, um, probably like seven, eight guys. And he came on our podcast and ever since, and I met him at the masters and we've just been friends since I met up with him at the BMW on Saturday and I'm always pulling for his crew watching the standings. And the reason why I want to talk about Adam is because I like very rarely root against people, but I was like watching Adam come up. And if you looked at the standings, Aaron wise was at, (sighs) was at 30 and Shane Lowry was at 31 and, and uh, Adam Scott was at 29 and I was like, oh, man, there's no way he's going to drop two because he would have to, like, double bogey this. Yeah. And his 18 tee shot went into, like, the rough, but, like, he had to stand in the bunker to hit it. And I was oh, like, brutal. it could happen where Shane Lowry and Aaron Wise get in. And I'm, like, rooting for them because Sweeney's been on our podcast. And then, and, then I, and then he hit it out and it went into the bunker. And I was like, it could really happen. <laughs> and then, of course, he just drills one out of the bunker because he's a pro. And yep. it's like within three feet and then he parred the hole and i'm just like jesus christ like, yep. <laughs> happened we was uh kind of rooting against i hate rooting against people in golf but yeah. lee at the uh sawgrass um I, I can see him i can't think of his name but he on 17 he made it triple and in our group takes like he's gonna get in i mean this guy's folding and literally he went like triple double and lee got in made the cut and made like 60 grand he played you know, just by he should have he should have missed the cut. Yeah. Uh, but a guy folded. He was kind of on the uh, the cut line. Yeah. That's it's there's so many stories about every weekend. It depends on which players you're watching. You know, it, it's just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So you're so who are you going with this weekend? 
man, ever since Rory's bunker shot at the that Sunday, you know, he's kind of and Tiger's been out. Me with other mind you, that was in April. Billion people. That was, that was in April. So like, yeah, you know, four yeah. I don't know. He kind of won me over there. It's like he's having fun again. Married, yeah. you know, chilling. Um, Tiger's be, been out. That would That's, be awesome. You know, he's been such a big PGA Tour booster the last yeah. couple of months. For him to come in and win it this year, that would be epic. Yeah, I think he's won a lot of fans this year. You know, him and Tiger being so close and and just grinding every tournament. Got how many wins does he have? Two wins this year i think so yeah um me with a few billion others that's probably my i'd like to see him win that's kind of you know if lee was in there i want lee to win but yeah you know for the for the game i think it might be good for rory to win so we'll see yeah but like i said adam scott was on top of my mind last week i was like this guy's putting his eyes out you know that's that gets scary wow. Because he's got the best swing on tour, one of the best, top three at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been three years good. since he's been to East Lake, but it would definitely be a uh, final way to kind of wrap up his Hall of Fame career. For sure, yeah. Uh, Rick, who do, who do you have? So, you, Anthony, you got you got Rory. Yeah, but I'd like to see Adam. You know, barely getting okay. into the top seventy. Okay. You know, that's a cool story. You know, yeah, just grinding. Very um, cool. But yeah. Top seventy, and then and then to get into the top thirty too, to yeah, twenty nine. Sure. You know, yeah. um, Rick, who do you, who do you have? Well, as you guys know, they have the staggered start. They've been playing the whole FedEx Cup point system all year round, and it's all paid off so that some players can start at as much as ten under. I mean, you're ten yeah. strokes ahead of some of these guys. So, uh, realistically, I think you look probably at anybody who's maybe five under to start. Um, it, that's a lot of strokes to try to make. Same guys that keep winning that coming <laughs> they're so scotty, good <laughs> scotty scheffler i'm yeah. living in dallas texas and uh he's from here he's a great guy uh, i would anticipate him the number one player in the world winning it this week yeah i could definitely see that and it's crazy the, yeah. in augusta nobody knew who he was you know i i knew i knew his name but geez kid he play. actually won the first tournament ever was the phoenix waste management open this yeah. past year didn't we he, he went like four out of six there for wow. a minute or something, wow. something he was crazy. Tiger hot this spring and can't and, stay on his feet so you know, one, that's what's amazing anthony you'll you'll appreciate this story and uh, a friend of ours his name's rory he also works uh, as a security guard with us down at the masters and uh he's my friend from here in philadelphia huge golfer like knows everybody knows all their stats and everything like that and uh, where he's positioned at the Masters is he's at the uh, the clubhouse. And kind of to your point where uh, Scotty, no one knew, no, not really yeah. knew his name. You know, he's 25 years old. Um, it was the Saturday of the Masters. It was a real cold day, weird weather day, like gross out. And he shot like, I don't know, two under, one under, something like that. And helped like maintain his lead or yeah. pretty close to it. I forget how it was panning out. But um, our buddy Rory, after... Scotty came off. I think it was like Tiger was there or somebody was there. I forget who was there and everybody left. Like nobody wanted to talk to, it's not nobody wanted to talk to Scotty, but like you could just tell like not a lot of people were there. And it was just like Rory, it was Rory, Scotty and his caddy just standing by the clubhouse after he was done. And like some reporters there and leading um, the greatest tournament of yeah. all time. And, and uh, the caddy, so you'll appreciate this as, as a caddy too, as a professional caddy, uh, the caddy has the golf ball from Saturday and our buddy Rory is super outgoing and he's talked to the caddy all week. And, 
uh, complimented him and Scotty on their play. And he just goes, Hey, that was an amazing round. Like way to tough it out in such crazy conditions, like really pulling for you guys tomorrow. And the caddy just looks at the ball because he has it in his hand. He goes, you want Scotty's ball from today? And, and Rory just like looks around and he's, there's no kids, nobody <laughs> that he can give it to. So he's just like, uh, yeah. And then he puts it in his pocket and then we go out to have beers that night. And he goes, guys, I have fucking Scotty Scheffler's ball today in my pocket. <laughs> and, Should have signed it. And then, and then, uh, and then obviously wins the Masters yeah. the next oh, day. And he's like, he's like, it's worth a few out. bucks now. Yeah. He's freaking out. He's just like, this is insane. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, I signed a, a couple, few of my buddies from school. I mean, it's a 30 minute drive to that tournament that I caddy for, mm-hmm. uh, Connor. But I signed a couple of golf balls myself <laughs> and put them in my pocket. So when I'd see my buddies, I'd like, you know, there's a ball. <laughs> <laughs> but they they'd look at it and they got a good kick out of it, you know. So, so you, all right. So Anthony, you're you're going with with Rory uh, and then Adam Scott, you know, in the mix. Yeah, hope, hopeful. Rick, you're going with you're going with Scotty Scotty Scheffler. That's um, probably the smart pick. Yeah, smart pick there. Uh, look, you know, I'm not going for any dark horse here. Obviously, rooting for Aaron Wise and Joaquin Neiman, but with the staggered start, it's just really difficult to make up with that. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with repeat champ Patrick Cantley. That dude just has ice in his veins. He was like a shark at the BMW. Just just came from behind. Just like cool, calm, collected um it was it was pretty insane to watch like him just keep it together so i think he has the poise and the composure and i'm going for back-to-back champ patrick cantley yeah he's got the he's got ice in his veins for sure i mean that that, that putty made in the playoff uh i mean that was going five feet by easy but he didn't care uh i can't remember what tournament that was but he won this year but yeah that that win and putt was going five feet by i'm watching it off the face i'm like whoa <laughs> You know, but right it canned it. So who cares? It went in. Well, this has been a blast, Anthony. Yeah, I had fun catching up. That's a, that's a, you know, cool story how we met. And I've told, you know, several people how we met. I've showed them, sent them your TikToks. Like, hey, you know, I talked to this guy. He told me these stories. So that's, that's cool. And good to finally <laughs> meet you, Rick. So a hey, pleasure to meet you too, Anthony. Like I said earlier, we've definitely got to do this again. And uh, if it's in Augusta or Atlanta or Alabama, Phoenix. We'll have to link up. Yeah. I want to bring my ladder to Scottsdale. <laughs> I'm going to try to get in those things y'all get into. <laughs> Thanks so much, Anthony. Thanks, yep. Anthony. Y'all have a good one. On, bud. Appreciate it. See ya. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 